Welcome to Mom-Mentum Radio, the podcast where you get to hear moms share their stories of how they are making waves of momentum in the world. I'm your host, Brooke Markovicius, founder of Momentum Marketplace, a market of goods and services powered by blockchain, smart contracts, and most importantly, moms. This podcast is for you, no matter what stage of motherhood you are in, whether you're in the thick of the baby toddler years or struggling with your teenagers. We are here to share stories of motherhood and help all moms gain momentum in their life. On today's episode, we talk to Kayla Schroeder. She is a mom of one little girl, Leah, and she is the owner of The Podworks, a co-working space for moms that's kid-friendly in Tacoma, Washington. In our interview, we talk about dreaming a business into reality, the struggles, the successes, and all the amazing things that have come out of the space she created. Kayla is one of my dear friends, and I love any time we get to talk and reflect on the pod. Fun fact, the pod is where the idea for Momentum came and will forever hold a dear spot in my heart. Okay, let's dive in. Okay, so Kayla, let's start back before the pod, if we can remember that far. Um, what has your journey as a mom been like? Well, I I had a lot of childcare experience, so I thought I was prepared to be a mom, um, and and yet I, I experienced uh, quite a lot of culture shock. I was used to being really independent. I worked in the restaurant industry at the time, so I was used to late nights and late mornings and all those things, and just kind of going and, and doing a bunch of stuff every day. Um, cause that's my personality. And so then when I became a mom and had to kind of, uh, settle in at home and be happy and comfortable there, I think that's, I guess that's where I experienced a bit of my postpartum was just like, uh, like, how do I find my happy place just sitting in my dark house every day, all day? Um, so we would try and find things to do. Um, I had some major transitions, um, in my professional life because I had, you know, I had all these years of childcare experience. I had even, you know, I, I feel like my whole life was preparing me to be a mom. I always knew that's what I wanted to, to be eventually. Um, and so I had gone to school. I had pursued a degree that I thought could support my motherhood journey, um, you know, all those things. And then, you know, you just, you just don't know. You just can't prepare. So um, one of the fun stories that, that I think is an important part of my story is that I had applied for a, a local job. It was going to be a remote job um, and had to schedule the interview. Uh, it was a phone interview, and I wasn't sure how to do that around the birth of my daughter. And I was also very, like, timid to share that I was coming up on this, like, major life change. For some reason, I thought that was going to interfere with me getting this job. Yeah. Um, and so I just didn't disclose that information. And then uh, scheduled the interview 10 days after my daughter was um, due, and she was 10 days late. So I literally yeah. interviewed over the phone um, in the delivery room, bathroom, shaking, it, you know, kind of over the tub five hours after I had delivered my daughter um, and kind of tried to get through this interview and it went well and I got the job. Um, but, you know, it was just, it's funny to think back on, you know, what what you feel might hold you back and then, you know, kind of the enlightenment that comes from that. Once they found out I had a, a baby, they were all super excited and I knew I was in the right job for me at the time but yeah that's kind of a funny 
Funny flashback. <laughs> it is. The things that we do. But you were trying to set yourself up for a job that gave you more flexibility while having a kid. So Yeah. And that definitely did lead into the next phase of my life, which was working from home, finding different um, opportunities to make money so, you know, so that I could... Um, have some financial freedom and some independence for myself, but also be home and be present with my daughter. Um, Going back to the restaurant industry, I tried to do that when she was about three months old, and I think I lasted like three weeks before Mm -hmm. I I couldn't put up with the childcare, depending on other people to be there for her at the right time. I needed to just be able to count on myself and know what my my day was going to look like so that I could be there. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) I love that story, but I, I think it just shows like, how much of, like, a badass moms can be when we have to be. Like, we just, we have to do certain things. So, that's awesome. So, let's transition a little bit to the pod. Why um, you kind of always had a little bit of entrepreneur spirit, um, for sure. But let's talk about a little bit about what, um, some people might not even know what the pod, what that even means. And so, can you tell me a little bit about the meaning behind the name, the pod? Yes, so the pod, our our mascot really is is the orca, um, and that that theme um, represents a lot for me and for just our community. So the whole idea is just that, you know, you you don't have to go this journey alone, and that you're we're so much more powerful together, and we can support each other in like all these different ways and experiencing motherhood with other mothers and you know other families and letting our kids you know be around other kids my daughter's an only child and so so much of starting the pod was for me and equally for her because we both needed some connection we were both feeling a little displaced uh, a lot of the time and and seeking um you know relationships and friendships and um you know networking opportunities and and not sure where to find them um um, we we would go to coffee shops and playgrounds. We were always out and about doing fun things, but I just felt so isolated. It was so it's so strange to go to the parks and go to these places where you're surrounded by other moms and parents and kids, and there's so little interaction. And I just think that's so sad. Um, I, I totally get it because we're all kind of burnt out and just having those like those superficial, you know, just surface conversations again about like your kids snaps and diapers and like those same things sometimes is just exhausting. You just want to go a little deeper or just kind of skip it all together. Mm-hmm. And so I see that and we kind of have that look in our eyes of just like, I don't feel like having those conversations today. Um, but, but at the same time, it's, it's just sad because there's so many opportunities for us to meet somebody that could really enrich our lives or really, you know, bring some value or wisdom or support in areas that we need it. And we just kind of shut ourselves off to that. So the, the pod was actually, it was very much, um, a community mentality and bringing together moms that were in similar places and with similar needs, but, it also really represents a, a physical space, um, a physical space for community because we have wonderful initiatives, especially here locally in Tacoma. Ruthie's done an amazing job with the village. Um, we've got, you know, really strong mops groups and, um, you know, support groups and um, opportunities. But at the same time, just to have 
the same faces, have the same people coming together, and then have a physical space that's always there for you when you need it so that it doesn't have to be someone volunteering to host at their house. It doesn't have to be me being embarrassed because my house is tiny and dirty and I don't want, you know, people to come and see that side of things. I want to also get out of my house and so to have this, like, fresh space where we can all get away and come together. Um, it's just like that home away from home mentality and that our kids can feel comfortable and they all have these varying levels of like social skills yeah. and some of them, you know, you try and take them to a museum or to this place, this new place with a bunch of new people and they just kind of shut down. And so to have this safe space that they also feel like is theirs and they can come in and take their shoes off and run to the back and grab their favorite toy. Um, I just love to see that. And so, yeah, it was just this idea of um, bringing together these like-minded moms um, and their kids in like in this physical space that you could always turn to. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I love that like, even outside of the pod so taking like the physical space into the community like the other day we were at the Y and Lily saw Katie's kids and so she just ran up to Ellie and Teddy hey you know it's and yeah. she knows that those are her pod friends and yes. that she you know she's connected in some way and also she knows those other mothers mm-hmm. too so just knowing that there's more to um like her village you know her yes. own little village as a kid I think is really important um and I think that especially having the physical space that intentionally people are wanting to join in community, I think that um, a lot of times we, you know, cancel on a play date or whatever. But here it's like you can just show up when you need to show up and maybe someone's going to be here, uh, maybe not, but likely someone's going to pop in the door and you can have a conversation with a mom, <laughs> yeah. you know actually have a little bit more and know that everybody is um, here for kind of the same reason in right. many ways. So yes. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. Um, we'll talk a little bit first about kind of how you kind of had this idea of starting the physical space. So we'll talk a little bit more businessy for a minute and then go back to kind of community building. Um, but kind of how did the idea of starting the co-working space, a physical space. I know you had these ideas, wanting to do it, but how did you take that and put it into an actual, like, idea and a workable plan? Um, Part of it was being able to use um, SpaceWorks. So I applied for this, um, it's this local initiative this thing that the city puts on and they um you know business incubator really and so they get together a bunch of uh, entrepreneurs and we pretty much spend three months hashing out a business plan and you know going step by step through those and so that was super powerful for me just to be able to just take the time I needed and put in the coursework to to get that plan um just together I think it's just, it can be so daunting. You have this idea that you know is a good idea and could go places, but there, you know, our skill set is going to be limited to, to our experience and, and what we know. And so, you know, you can certainly educate yourself and do a lot of research and, you know, uh, case studies and market research and all that. But at the end of the day, you're only one person. Mm -hmm. And so, so much of it for me was finding you and finding the other moms, um, you know, that I had already in my life or that, um, I kind of 
came into contact with in during the journey and and just like really holding on to those people and asking for help and um, bouncing ideas off of other people and you know just not being afraid like literally I will say this to anybody with a you know, the dream to start their business is just to like keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. There's that little yes, voice inside yes. that like is the doubt and insecurity that's yeah. like, you know, it's just, you know, push, you know, yeah. but you can't listen to that and you just have to keep speaking it because that is what will bring it to life. And that is what mm-hmm. will, you know, that one day you're talking about it at the coffee shop and someone else will hear and like, mm-hmm. oh, I, you know, I can connect you or I, you know, have this resource. And yes. that's also what the idea of the pod is, is that, you know, anybody can come in with an idea and be surrounded by other moms that can help empower that you know that dream and that person and so um you know that I think that was the uh probably the biggest key for me was just um the community and the the people I I found as resources and then the rest like I once I started speaking my truth you know it was like the stars just kind of aligned and then you know I I knew Jen and she was trying to get out of her her space and and move her business into a bigger space and and she hadn't even put it on you know it wasn't even like a real estate option yet but she was sharing it in our mom's group and I heard about it and I knew this space and I loved this space and it was right around the corner everything just made sense from that point um and then when it didn't it was just going back and you know um brainstorming with you guys and having the events that helped to you know strengthen what we were doing and where we were going yeah I think that's so, so true about just speaking it to other people and keep telling because then your idea gets refined as well. You hear what did people like, what did people not like. I know when we, uh, so once we first met and started talking about it, you were kind of like, had just started Spaceworks, I think, at that point, and um, you were not really sure how you were going to find this space, but we just started talking about it, and it led from coffee shop playdates to park playdates, and as the summer went on, more and more things started falling into place, and um, then we were able to have those uh, info sessions, more people hearing about it, more people getting excited, and we heard feedback, maybe some feedback we didn't want to hear sometimes, but, you know, we heard feedback, people didn't show up to things, people did, we started learning, you know, what was happening, I was about to have a baby, which was a crazy time, but, um, we learned that, you know, if we start just telling our ideas to people, maybe people will start showing up, and they did, um, which I think is super powerful, and I think, too, what you said about, you know, this is a place where people can come and, you know, ask these questions about these businesses and stuff, I don't think they're really, well, I know in our community, there really isn't another place to do that as a mom. (laughs) So yeah, there are other wonderful places where you can go to get business help, but I think as a mom, it's a little bit unique, like especially if you are a mom that's staying home right now with kids, you don't really have childcare to you know, give, like, to have a babysitter come while you go and have a little meeting to figure out if this business idea you have is even valid. Um, But here, we actually have a space where you can do that and come on some of the free days that we have open time and bring up your crazy ideas. I think a lot of times, like, moms just don't, like, talk about those things um, as much. And, And I hope that as uh, momentum grows, which will be our kind of like offshoot of the pod into the world um, globally, 
that we can kind of take that from this local setting of come and have a cup of coffee, but then now come into this, you know, group or community virtually and talk about these ideas and actually like hash them out and not have to pay a business coach, not have to, but just this collaboration. And I think that is um, probably the most important thing to help like generally like our society too, like moms in general, just to have these dreams and these ideas. I think a lot of times we don't leave space to do that. (laughs) I guess that would be the best idea or best thing. Okay. Now let's talk about kind of what does the pod look like now? A lot of people, and I'm sure people will ask after this episode, but how do I set up a pod in my own town? Um, So let's talk a little bit about kind of we're over a year now. It was a year in November from the physical space opening. We started doing info sessions in September of 2017. Um, So... What does it look like now? Um, we can kind of talk about the hardships of, of some stuff too, because I think it's really important to be real about what's to come for people if they are interested in starting their own space or um, interested in starting a business in general. I, I know on the interview I did yesterday with Ivory, we were talking about not business-wise, but uh, she knew that she needed to lose like 50 pounds. And um, she texted Melissa from Sweet Beats actually, and she told her, well, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. And I think that's like the best business advice too, is like, this is going to be hard. <laughs> like, It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be magically amazing in a year. Um, it's going to be hard, but if you believe in it enough and you know that it needs to happen and you know this idea needs to come to the world, then it will. It's just going to be hard. So yeah. <laughs> let's talk about one year post. What does the pod look like? Um, well, we are just starting, I mean, full disclosure, we're just starting to break even. So mm-hmm. it's taken, you know, it's taken a little over a year for us to be able to pay the bills, which yeah. is something, you know, that you, you got to get real about mm-hmm. if you're going to start a business, especially if you're starting a brick and mortar or a mm-hmm. space that requires a lot of overhead or a business, a venture that requires a lot of overhead. Um, and you know, in the dream phase of it all, I think that we can sometimes be a little romantic with ourselves. And I had this like goal that in six months we would have so many members. And, you know, I totally saw us um, far beyond where we are now, Um, you know, and so there was a phase of like a reality check for me um, on what that looked like. Um, And even now choosing, which is I think relevant in life everywhere, but just choosing to focus on like this, the strengths and the positives and not think about all the things that stress you out about it. I, I see so many businesses, especially in Tacoma, we're like just a gritty entrepreneurial city, but, um, so many businesses fail after a year and I feel it. I can feel that now. Like, Oh, I get it. Like, no, you're just burnt out now. You're tired. You've been doing this for a year. You're not making any money. You know, it's, it takes a lot from, out of you a lot of time and and commitment so making sure that whatever it is that you have like stepped out into that you like believe in it so much that it is so deeply rooted in you that the you know the dollar signs aren't gonna make or break you um and then hopefully someday because that's not necessarily my all in focus that 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 will 
um, come at the right time and it will come organically and it will come sustainably is what I hope. Um, but it's exciting right now. I mean, I have to be thankful for where we are because I have had a realistic look at business and the fact that you, it does take, you know, one to two to sometimes five years to ever make any money. Um, and so, um, being excited for where we are and the momentum that we have and where we're going and that we have, you know, steadily grown and, um, opportunities are new opportunities are coming every day. And so just being open to those and excited for those, I was, ex- I was, um, grateful to be able to bring on one of our moms, um, Katie Bray, who's financial vision bookkeeping. So I brought her on as my first outsource, um, for the work of like helping us keep track of the books. And so that was a huge thing that's not a strength of mine and that I needed some help. And she's really helped me to like, to look at that big picture and to see what our growth has been instead of seeing the deficit sometimes each month. And so, um, you know, that's, that's a big part right now. You know, we're in a good place. We are right around 30 members. Um, our membership, model and pricing is changing a little bit this year as we've learned about the ins and outs of running this business and what our members need and and what the space requires of us and so um you know I I mean I could go into some of those details but really it's just um kind of streamlining some things kind of um simplifying some things that I I wasn't really sure how those looked in the beginning Um, I think this business model can be a little tricky, you know, it's, it's, we're membership run. So everyone pays a monthly fee to help us stay up and running. Um, we rent out the space for workshops and events and, and do deep discounts for our paying members. Um, but we, we make ourselves available to the public when we can for those things. Um, you know, and then keeping the balance of these events and these, you know, these private, um, bookings and then having the space available to our members. Um, so just the balance of all of that, um, you know, so feeling a little more tuned into that has been great. Um, our members are amazing and we've had, you know, a lot of them that have been with us from the very beginning and our founding members are like the heart of this business and they can tell you about the whole journey from those info sessions and those, those first events that we had two and three moms out to, to, you know, what we're doing now. Um, so that's really exciting. I think that, um, and one thing, you know, when you brought up the struggles, one thing that I'm experiencing right now in my personal <laughs> life is my, like, January slump. Um, it's been, you know, I do it every year after the holidays. Yeah. I go through this, like, little bout of, like, depression of just, like, okay, it's over, and I have so much I should be on top of right now, but I feel already behind, um, you know, and so this week I've just been kind of trying to work through that in my, my brain and give myself a little bit of space this first week to, you know, to not, not, uh, harp on myself and then, you know, be kind of gear up and get ready for next week so that we can, we can get into all of the great things that, that we want to do this year. And then again, going back and using and utilizing these people and these resources that we have and that are here and believe in this business. And so, we have Katie at the end of the month doing a do-it-yourself bookkeeping workshop. Um, you know, we have some new members coming in. Um, you know, we've got Beth um, Home uh, Wilson Home Organizing. She's going to come and do an organizational workshop with us at the beginning beginning of February. So a lot of fun things. I just want to see more opportunities this year for for our members and to bring in new faces and and. Um, 
you know, just to continue to see this grow. The other thing about this space was that um, they say that when you start a co-working space that you have to have 10 members mm -hmm. before you even open the doors because those people, and that's what we did with the info sessions, and that's those founding members that I I mentioned. But, um, you know, it's not about one person. The space wasn't about what I thought was mm -hmm. cute and cozy and, you know, needed. It's about the community mentality, and you need all of those voices, you know, to help to um, to fill it. And so now, now that we've been up and running, um, getting back in, in tune and hearing and, and asking for feedback from those people. And I think we're gearing up to do a little bit of a, uh, office makeover to add some pieces that we've wanted to, um, to have, you know, mail drop slots and, and some of those things. We're going to flip our office into a makeshift nursery when it's not being used for an office that the babies could take a nap in here with the door closed and some, um, soundproofing and stuff like that. So just some of those things that are really going to optimize our space for our members. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. And then from there, the whole dream all along, and you know, has just to been, has been to, to be able to grow out to a space that, that gives us a little more space. Uh, yeah. So we, yeah, you know, I, I can't wait to have a yard for the kids to run in and have, um, a multi-story facility where we have a little more separation and, um, you know, um, all the things that we want to do. So, so that's kind of the long-term goal and the big, the big plan. And I, I think it's definitely going to happen, um, you know, sooner than later, but, you know, just to be, you know, we, we spend our whole, so much of our, our motherhood journey, like so excited for our kids to do the next thing. Right. And to like, I can't wait till they talk and walk and play and, and then you just miss the infancy and, and how sweet it was and how simple it was. And so I feel that, too, that as we grow, there is more that is demanded from you as a business owner and um, more on your plate and more to think about and more to outsource. And so, um, you know, trying in the midst of all that to just be really thankful and to just really cherish this time that we're yeah. still in a small space and that we have you know, a very manageable number of members. And it's pretty much me doing a lot of the back, you know, mm -hmm. the back work at this point, And I can manage that and handle that. And, and someday I, I won't be able to do it all yeah. by myself. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of exciting, terrifying and exciting at the yeah. same time. <laughs> kind of like motherhood. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Yes. No, I, I think that anybody, um, and I, just seeing how things have changed over the year. I mean, so much has changed. Like, it's it. You're right. It's hard to sometimes see all the good when you are like just focused on things, the numbers, or the things at the end. But I mean, so much has flourished here. Like, I, I know Natasha had a post, Natasha from Tacoma Children's School, um, just about how important the pod has been to her. And I forgot that. The first time she ever walked into the pod was at the goal setting workshop I led in January of last year. Um, and just to think how much has changed for her as a business owner, her as a person, you know, over the year. And we could just go into every single individual yeah. that's, you know, been here. But um, just the stories, I think that, yes, if you're, you know, if you're pondering whether is the pod for you, you know, will you be able to get all of your work done here and stuff like that. Speaking from somebody, and I, I say this on this podcast episode because I think it's valuable for moms to hear, um, you know, if I had all the money in the world, I probably would be, it, have two different 
co-working spaces, one with no children and mm-hmm. one here, mm-hmm. um, just so I would have enough time to get stuff done. But I don't have that luxury at this point in my business. So the pod has been so helpful because you can come before, you know, the kids get here, like, early in the morning, leave in the evening to do stuff instead of having to deal with the dishes at home and everything. It's a good escape place. It also is a great place when you don't have childcare and you need to bring your kid and you need somewhere to just get out of the house and get some stuff done. Also, some days there's it's really low and there's not that many people here and it's quiet and it's the best place to get work done. Um, and other times it's just such a good place to be around other moms. Um, and so whether you think it's a good place for you or not, just come and check it out a few times before you, you say yes or no. Um, really come and just try it out. Come and meet Kayla for coffee, and I'm pretty sure she will just sell you on the pod to begin with. Or, you know, if you're still not sure if the pod's for you, you know, meet up with one of the members outside of the pod and get to know what has been good for them. Um, Maybe we'll do a whole episode on pod reflections (laughs) from different moms. But Yes, uh, I know you have really big dreams for the pod, and I know that they they will come true because if you've gained 30 members in a year, just who knows what's to come for 2019. So speaking of that, what's your big dream for 2019? It doesn't have to be about the pod. It can be for you personally, too. What's your big dream? Um, We had that little, like, mantra that I had written when we started, yeah. you know, like, powering over your doubts to pursue your dreams. And I, I've been kind of feeling that I've been trying to reflect in this, you know, this weird transition phase of the new year. Um, you know, like what is my word for this year and what am I going to be, um, focusing on and and moving towards? And I think it's just working my muscles and in the different areas that I, I haven't felt very confident in, you know, um, um, feeling better about, you know, the bookkeeping side of the business, um, stepping out into some of the, you know, um, the event planning and business coaching events that we want to have, you know, I can just feel myself like sometimes I just want to like crawl back into the hole. Like, ah, I'm, I'm not that good at that part. I'm just, you know, I'll just ignore it. But it, there are some of these important parts to this business succeeding. And so just like strengthening my voice and, and being comp, like finding my confidence again, I think not that it was lost, but just confidence in the things that I haven't naturally felt confident in. You know, and not being afraid to just step out and do it and to ask for help from the people that I know um, can. And, um, you know, I, yeah, I don't know, just um, exercising new muscles, you know, getting back to um, my own strengths and then and growing on the new ones, I think will be kind of my personal goal. And that that is going to um, show up a lot in, in the business side of things, too. Yeah, for sure. I think that... Um we forget sometimes that successful people had to learn a lot before they got to where they are. And I know I was listening to a podcast of Brendan Bruchard the other day, and he was saying that um, he always, instead of making goals, he puts like more like learning ideas and things he needs to learn this year. And those compound upon each other every year. And I was thinking about like the things I had to teach myself so far in business that I didn't know half of the more than that. I didn't really know anything, you know, when I first started um, running a business, but you just have to learn and teach yourself and get uncomfortable until you can hire somebody like Katie that that's their expertise. 
um, or that you can outsource, you know, other things. Sometimes we just have to learn more things to become more confident in areas that we don't have those skill sets with. Um, but a good thing that I always remind myself of is that, yes, it's uncomfortable for us, but is it going to help our vision, which is your vision of the pod? You always would do something for a pod mom over yourself. <laughs> That's just kind of, you know, both kind of both of our natures too. But um, just think about that too. Like how is this putting you in an uncomfortable spot this year going to help the pod as mm-hmm. a whole? I think that's good to remember. So Yeah. Well, thank you. And um, you can learn more about Kayla and the pod um, if you just go to the show notes and go to the links there. Thanks, Brooke. Kayla has created such a beautiful space for moms to grow in business, life, and friendships. If you are local to Tacoma, Washington, please come and check out the Pod Works and University Place. You can read more about the pod and sign up to be a member by going to our show notes at www.momentummarket.io slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode, and if you want to hear more stories of moms creating waves of momentum in the world, then please subscribe to Momentum Radio so you do not miss an episode. Until next time.